You're listening to Accent of the Podcast. Today, I hope you learned something new in English. In each episode, I interview a guest who has a distinct English accent. This gives all those English learners out there a variety of accents to listen to and try to understand. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Anna Tider, who is the podcast host of Thank You Mama. Welcome to another episode of Accented. You are going to hear the Croatian accent today from Anna Tida, who currently lives in Seattle in the United States of America. Before I get started delving into all that vocabulary that I usually do before the interview, I just want to say thanks again to all the listeners who come back every two weeks to listen to Accented. If you get the chance, I would love it if you could give Accented five stars on any of the podcast platforms that you use. I want to also remind the listeners that this podcast is about English in conversation. So if I were doing a podcast about English writing, it would be very different to what I do here. So for example, as I was listening back to the podcast, I noticed that I made a grammar mistake. I said there are when I should have said there were. Now that just shows you that native English speakers also make mistakes, but everybody who speaks makes grammatical errors because we don't get to go back and edit what we've said. When I write an assignment, I always go back and edit what I've written and I will find some grammatical errors there because before I hand in an assignment, I go back and check if I spelled a word correctly, if I left any words out or if I can even make what I've written clearer. So usually when we write, we get to edit it quite a few times. But when we're speaking, we are thinking and then we say something. And sometimes native English speakers make mistakes. I'd like to now go through some of the words that were used in the interview. Anna begins by telling us that she left Croatia when she was a teenager. So even though she was born and raised there, she had to leave because a war broke out in her country. Her country at the time was called Yugoslavia and it was made up of quite a few ethnic groups which included Serbians, Croatians and Slovenians. After the war, her country was no longer known as Yugoslavia and it broke up into separate different countries. Anna uses the word brutal to describe the war because it was very violent. She fled and left for Austria where she moved to the city Vienna. Anna uses the phrase time is flying. Now this is a common phrase we use in English. When things are going so quickly, we say, "Oh, time is flying." And she mentions that because she's reflecting on how long she has lived in the United States for. And she thought it was 8 years and she's like, "Oh no, wow, time is flying. It's actually been 9 years." 
the word influential is used. Now, if you're going to influence somebody, that means that you're doing something that they might want to do or copy. So I usually say to my son, who is older than my daughter, that if he's not doing a good thing, it influences my daughter and she then wants to do it. Now, I mentioned the word clash, and I said that the two cultures clash together. When something clashes, it means it doesn't work together. So that could be two people. They could have two different views, and it doesn't work together. They don't see the same things. But you can also clash with colors. Uh, You might wear a purple that doesn't go with a brown. So we could say that those two colors clash. Anna talks about inheriting uh, some traits from her mum. So when you inherit something, usually uh, you inherit money when somebody dies and you would get some money from that person, they would write it in their will, or you might inherit uh, some jewelry or anything that that person wants to give you when they die. But you can also say that you inherit uh, some characteristics from your parents or, or you inherit their point of view. That's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. Today, I am chatting with Anna, who is originally from Zagreb, Croatia, and she currently lives in Seattle. So, Anna, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. (laughs) Yes, I'm Anna Tider. I am originally Croatian. I was born and raised, it was back then Yugoslavia, uh, but it fell apart in a brutal war in the 90s. And this is when we escaped, my family and I escaped to Vienna, Austria, where I then lived for the next 20 something years. And eight years ago, oof, nine years ago, time is flying. Nine years ago, I moved to United States. I am a book author, a journalist, and I just launched a podcast called Thank You Mama, in which I interview women from all over the world about the most valuable lessons they learned from their mothers. It's a fantastic podcast. I love your concept and it's just <laughs> Thank you. so cool to listen to. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. No, it is. It's something we just we we know, but we don't really talk about. And just to hear other people's lessons and how influential their mums are. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And what I like is that we hear a little, bl- a little bit about the women I interview. So we learn about their lives and then we learn about the lives of their mothers. And it's interesting to see how these lessons come out of these lives, you know, how we how life life gives us lessons basically and then mothers pass these lessons on to their daughters it's fascinating i'm very much in love with this topic i think it's it is interesting too um because i guess yourself you're married to uh, someone from a different culture um same with me with my husband being french 
it's interesting, especially when you have kids and how your parents influence you and how you make decisions as a family. Sometimes, you know, you clash with your partner because the cultural differences and the influences you've had are different. Do you yes. find that too? Yes. Oh, so, so strongly. It's crazy. And he, he, Nick finds it very, very funny. Croats are very specific kind of people. Croatian women, especially, we have this certain, certain things that we inherit from our moms. Like he, he loves about this so much. Like the air from the air conditioning is poison. <laughs> Well, like turn that thing off and him being American is like, no, that's fresh air, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's so so hilarious. Or, you know, Croats really, we are Mediterranean. We like to enjoy life. We're really like, we work to live. We don't live to work. And I feel with Americans, it's either way around. They feel obliged to work they feel obliged to live to work so this is also interesting with my husband and me how I'm 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 trying to relax him a little bit (laughs) I think was there a large Croat community in uh, Vienna when you moved there yes no when I just moved there not it wasn't that large but it mo- many people moved there because of the war, just as li- I did. There's a much bigger Serbian uh, population in Vienna than Croatian. And in the meantime, a lot of Croats moved back. I know in Australia there is a huge Croat community. And I remember, maybe it was eight years ago, the World Cup, uh, when Australia was playing Croatia, there are actually more Croatian supporters here Going for the hilarious. This is really, really hilarious. Now, I want to hear about your name. Uh, So, how how do people pronounce it in the US? Let's start with a first. So, my name is Anna, and um, it's funny how in America, of course, they want me to be Anna. And I struggled a lot with that because when I moved to Vienna, when I was 17, I went to the American International School and later I attended the American University in Vienna and I was, I got very used to being Anna and in the beginning I cared, but then I just got used to it. But what happened since I've lived here is Frozen came out and Mm -hmm. Frozen came out with Anna and Elsa And now Americans, when they see my name, and especially when it's spelled with one N, they ask, many people ask, are you Anna or Anna? And I think it's very, very cute because in the meantime, I don't care, but it's, it's nice. Now more and more people call me Anna and, and I'm very grateful to Frozen, (laughs) to Disney that I have my own name now in the United States. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. People are pronouncing it correctly. But my second name is funny because my second name, Taida, is actually a German name. My great-grandfather migrated from Bavaria to Croatia. And then during the Second World War, you know, it was embarrassing to be German. So they changed the name to be spelled as if it would be spelled in Croatia, more or less. So it got spelled with A-T-A-J, 
and that completely ruined my name. So basically, nobody can pronounce that name anymore. You, it's just a very, very, even in Croatia, people are like, what is this? And then the funny thing is, I moved to Austria, you know, which is a German-speaking country, and I have this German name, which is just so easy. If it was pronounced properly, uh, spelled properly, it would be so easy to pronounce. And instead, Austrians were struggling with it, and now in America, it's it's a big mess. So I'm in in America. Everybody thinks I'm Tajder. Right. And how how do you pronounce it? Taida. Or Tider. If I'm in Croatia, I say Tider. If I'm in Austria, I say Tider. And in America, I say I'm Tider. Like it's like a, like Tiger, but with a G, with a D. And people then people know if you say like Tiger, but with a D, then they know it's a Tider. How are you like culturally? So you, when you go back to Croatia and having grown up in uh Austria how does it feel like where where are your roots or where do you feel that you're attached or you you're both cultures you know this is this is so interesting i i'm left croatia when i was 17 so i was quite quite grown wow. up already yes um but i very much fell in love with vienna in Austria, but specifically Vienna and Viennese culture. I do come from an artistic family and we all love culture and Vienna is such a center, you know, of classical music and fine arts and and it's it's really a, a big cultural city. Um and I from the moment I moved there, I really wanted to adapt as much as I could you know, and learn the language and understand the history and culture and just become as Viennese as, as I could. I really mm. started thinking about this only when I moved to United States and especially talking to my husband and talking to other people because here, because in 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 Austria, it was easy if somebody asked me where I'm from, I would say I'm from Croatia, you know. But then I moved here and I can't just say I'm Cro- I am not from Croatia anymore. So I started saying I'm from Croatia and Austria. And that made me start thinking about how there is an interesting distinction between my heart, my mentality, I feel in my like in my blood. I feel very Croatian. In my brain, I feel very Austrian. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. So having interviewed quite a few people and living all over the world, what have you found interesting with your podcast or what have you learned that's been quite fascinating? Oh, I love this question because I just started writing this down yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are repeating topics which mothers all over the world teach their daughters, which are hard hard work, being independent, especially financial, financially, um, being strong and resilient. What I find also fascinating, I just started reading a John Didion's book of essays, and there was one essay on 
self-respect. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. In 15 interviews, nobody mentioned respect. I don't know what that is about. We, not a single person, we had a gajillion of lessons until now. Nobody mentioned respect. And that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm aware of it now. So I'm going to follow it on as, yeah, as we go. What inspired you to do this podcast? I had an amazing mother. My mom was, um, my mom had two careers, both equally successful. She was an awarded film actress. She was gorgeous, but even more than that, she was so talented and admired for her work in film and, and awarded. And parallel to that, she developed her career as a visual artist and she was taken very, very seriously with it and also won awards and had her exhibitions and, you know, and she was a feminist and she was always an activist and always very loud and loud in the way of, you know, fighting for the truth and for what's fair and right and just. Um, And she was an amazing mother. She was my best friend and my sister and my biggest support and coach. I lost her three years ago. And it was interesting that one afternoon I got this panic that I'm going to forget everything she told me. So I sat down and started writing down everything my mom taught me. Um, And this became started becoming a book. It started becoming a book about her and her life through her lessons. And then I was telling my friends and women about this, the book I'm writing about my mom's lessons. And it was interesting how every woman immediately wanted to tell me about her mom and her mom's lessons and started thinking about it. And it turned out that women feel like they learned a lot from their mothers, but they never articulate that. And this is what prompted me to start the podcast. I love it. It's such <laughs> it's such yeah. a simple, you know, it's fascinating because it's such a simple thing. It's like, what did your mom teach you really? And we women, we never think about it. And that's fascinating. We only once I asked this question and mentioned my podcast, is it like, wow, seriously, what did my mom teach me? And then when you start thinking about what did your mom not teach you, what was she not able to teach you and why, that's I, I find this a very, very interesting aspect. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the show and telling us about your life and your podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put your podcast in the show notes, so I reckon everybody should go and have a listen. And Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me as your guest. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. One thing I forgot to mention was when Anna spoke about the Disney film Frozen. Now, Frozen became famous with Elsa and Anna in it. So, Anna is a very common name in English. Um, however, Anna was never a very famous name until the film Frozen came out. Of course, Anna is a well-known name in Europe. However, in places like America, Australia, it wasn't a very common name. 
Anna also uses the word gajillion. Now, there is a word gazillion, which means a lot of, so it's many. Now, people still use the word gajillion. You just wouldn't find it in the dictionary, but it is a slang sort of term that people use, and we understand that it means a lot of or many. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. I would love to hear your thoughts, so please leave me a review on the podcast platform where you listen to the show. If you'd like to find out more about me or the show, please visit kimslawofenglish.com. See you next time.